episode 65 from Out From The Cube. I appreciate you being with me. It is Monday uh, morning, mid-afternoon, something like that. But wanted to thank you. I appreciate uh, all the the feedback we've been receiving and uh, everybody listening and reaching out to us. It's really been uh, humbling and very grateful. Woke up this morning, spent a fair amount of time this morning listening to some other podcasts, uh, listening to some other people, but really spending some time myself personally just being grateful for the weekend, being grateful for what is going on with the podcast, being grateful for where I work and the people that I'm around and surrounded with and the community I have here. So hopefully you do the same. We talked a lot about what successful people or people that are crushing it or people that are quote unquote moving up the ladder or have the responsibilities maybe that you'd like to have or that I would like to have. And those people always seem to kind of start and end with a sense of gratitude, what they're doing, who they're with and the people in their lives. So hopefully you get a chance to do that as well. Um, I'm super excited about what's going on. Uh, I've got a lot to be uh, thankful for, a lot to be uh, grateful for, as I've just mentioned. Uh, and, and I'm not sure exactly where to start, um, but I'm gonna say this, uh, let me start here. Something has happened in the past week or so, and I'm not sure what to attribute it to, but the podcast uh, it's all, you know, I've said this before, it's all relative, right? The podcast kind of doing well or blowing up or getting to another level, whatever it is, is all relative to where we're at. When we started, you know, we had like, I look at the analytics, we had like five people listen the first month, like no joke. Now, granted, we started it later in April, but there were like five people. And man, I remember thinking, man, if we could just get to 50, right? And then we hit 50. If we could just get to 25 in a day, and then we had Joe Quinn on, who's a friend of mine, and he came on, and he was one of our first guests. And right after we had Joe on, the next two days were like at 72. And that was like April, May, like that was mid-May. And I was like, man, we hit 70 people uh, that listen to our podcast. And then it drops back down, it dropped down, and we were around 20, 25. And it kind of, then we hit 100. And, and I'm, I say all this because the analytics, something has happened over the past week where we have essentially doubled in about a day's time. We have doubled what uh, the amount of people that are downloading and listening to. We have on Monday afternoon, we are already in our third best week ever, ever. And it is Monday. And I just can't thank you enough for that. If you are... Uh, helping me out with sharing it, uh, subscribing to it, uh, whatever, whatever anybody is doing to really help us, I really appreciate it because I do get very nervous about this. I get very uh, fearful and we've talked about fear and confidence and crushing it and mindset and things like this about the podcast. But if you, uh, I am very fearful of kind of clicking that record button and uh, recording a podcast, definitely fearful of it by myself, which I'm doing today. Uh, but once I, but now I'm starting to think, man, we're getting like, we're, uh, we, we are having an impact. We, the people I am listening to, the people I am consuming and taking notes on and trying to get that information out to the people that are following this podcast, people are listening. And it's that mindset that, you know, even if it, you know, we've doubled, we've essentially doubled who is listening to this. So I, I kind of made the joke to somebody this morning that we've doubled the podcast in the past week. So instead of just my mom listening to it, my brother has subscribed. So now we have two listeners, but it's more substantial to that. And I really wanted to start it off one by being super grateful to those that listen 
And uh, one, just to really thank everybody that is uh, participating and a part of this. The, I'm very active on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn. So anybody listening to this, please track me down on LinkedIn, connect with me, send me a note, whatever it might be. Um, I respond to everything that comes my way and it is starting to be, you know, it's not a full-time job keeping up with it all, but it is, it's uh, happening and we're super excited about it. Um, I, I wanna, wanted to make sure that I said that uh, we had somebody scheduled for today, but it is a holiday. It's Martin Luther King Day. And so we had to kind of work around some schedules. We, uh, because the podcast has really done well recently, people have been reaching out to me. People have been accepting kind of my connection requests on LinkedIn and people have been asking if they could be on the podcast. So we do have a number of people lined up for the next week or so. And uh, I think you're really gonna like some of these people that are coming on. The gentleman that was scheduled today, I had coffee with over uh, Friday morning um, at a local coffee shop here in St. Louis. And I'm just telling you right now, uh, he was supposed to be on today. Uh, we'll get him scheduled in the next week or so. And I, wa you know, I walked away from that encounter, that engagement, uh, just really one thankful that I reached out to him. He posted something on LinkedIn that just, uh, he posted maybe a, a minute to a two minute video or something like that. And within 10 seconds of that video, um, I was super inspired and super moved and touched and immediately knew that he was somebody that the listeners of our podcast uh, would really enjoy listening to. 35 year old gentleman that has been in the service in the Navy and, and has a great story. You know, that's really what we're, we're trying to get at is people's story people's journey, uh, people that are finding a passion. And actually somebody reached out to me this week. Uh, I'm actually gonna find it here. I am on LinkedIn right now as we speak and I want to, uh, I'm gonna go to LinkedIn real quick cause I wanna get this correct. Uh, but somebody reached out to me this week and was drawn to, you know, the, really the title to our podcast because that is something that, they, uh, that they've done as well. Um, they said, uh, uh, you know, hey, George, I saw the quote unquote out from the cube in your short description on my LinkedIn. It says the, the name of our podcast and knew that we had to connect. This is what I want to help people think about and, and encourage them to try. And then essentially he went through, this gentleman went through uh, about where he was at, kind of a, a, round, a ballpark figure on what he was making in the corporate world and what he was doing and how he gave it all up, got out of his cube, got out of that mindset and is now crushing it in a kind of a in a another life, and so that is not because of the podcast. Uh, he has not listened to the podcast, but that's just something he did, and the podcast title drew him to it. So it really is that that mindset of, uh, and I'm not the podcast is not quitting your job and doing something else. Uh, so I'm not encouraging anybody to necessarily do that. What I am encouraging myself is to. To work, to, to work in such a manner that you are achieving your goals, you're writing your goals down, there is an outcome for this quarter, this year, the next five years. I'll be 50 in the next five years. I'll be 50. And for me not to have a plan, for me to not have something to work towards, for me to not have a goal, a place I'd like to be, the people I'd like to be with, the people I'd like to be surrounded by, who I want my children to, uh, how I want to parent my children, who I want them to ultimately become, um, and what I want to instill in them, like all that, right? Uh, though that is getting out of our cube. That's getting out of a fixed mindset and trying to crush it. Um, I want to also thank some people that, um, have reached out to me. I actually had, uh, drinks 
last week with, uh, with a friend of mine here in the St. Louis area that gave me some great feedback. Uh, feedback on just in terms of the podcast. And what was interesting was this. I went out and had drinks uh, with this person. We sat down and he looked at me and with all sincerity, if you've listened to our last few podcasts, I had Jason on last week and I have it here in my notes. Somebody also told me that my mic is so good on this uh, recording device that I've purchased that when I flip through papers, they are able to hear me flip through them. Um, but that when I had Jason on last Thursday, Jason Wells, and Jason's kind of a reoccurring guest once a week, um, but it says right here, I find myself rooting for you. Rooting, R-O-O-T-I-N-G. I find myself rooting for you. And uh, listen to the podcast where we talk about that because I really, I really liked that phrase and that mindset and looking at that for other people. Uh, but this person uh, that I went out with last week looked at me and says, I'm rooting for you. And I talked to Jason about, hey, Jason, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I want, I'm, I'm super excited about where you're going to be. I'm excited about watching it. Uh, I would like to be involved in it, and I want to do what I can to help you. So that was kind of the three things. And this person that I went and had coffee with essentially said the same thing. Hey, your podcast is uh, moving me, inspiring me. He's listened to every episode, he says, on his way to work, all this sort of stuff. And I uh, really appreciate it. Like, I was really grateful for it. Um, and so he said, hey, I'm rooting for you. Uh, I'm excited to see where you're going with this. And I want to help. And what can I do to support you? And it was great. And so we started talking about the audio. If you listen, it, sometimes the audio is good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, we do things remote in that we uh, use some software online. I, I'm trying to fine tune this all. The feedback that we're receiving is really helpful. Um, so I really appreciate that. Uh, the other one is I know I talk really fast. Um, actually, let me say this. I don't know that I talk really fast. I am now aware that I talk really fast. Uh, a, a friend of mine was listening to the podcast in her car with her daughter. And I think she had me on one, uh, 1. 1.5 speed or 2.0 speed. Like she had me sped up by accident, I think. And as I talk fast and then you continue to, and then, then she sped me up even more. Her daughter said, what is wrong with George's voice, right? So, so I know I talk fast um, and I'm, I'm gonna be authentic, I'm gonna be me. Uh, I, I'm going to try to do a better job. Like I don't know the speed or the cadence you're supposed to speak at, but I'm gonna work on it. And I, listen, the, the people uh, that, have given, uh, that have given me feedback to try to make this better, right? That's what it's all about. It's all about trying to make this better um, and how I can uh, get better at, now we're bringing in more guests. So I wanna make sure that I'm sharpening my saw sword uh, to be better at interviewing and getting the questions out and getting people comfortable and getting people to really tell their journey. These people that are coming on over the next couple of weeks, in my mind, are big, big time people. It's, it's phenomenal, the people we are about to get on. And I'm so inspired by their story how it impacts me, how it impacts you, how it impacts our business, how it impacts our reach, how it impacts St. Louis um, and, and maybe the country, but really our region, St. Louis, and how we can kind of intersect uh, what's going on here. So really thankful of those things. I wanted to start this podcast out by just talking about something that I heard this morning. Um, I was uh, listening to the, 
uh, Ed Milet interview uh, Tom Bilyeu. It was a great interview. Uh, and I've never listened to that. If you've listened to my podcast, you should know those names. If you don't uh, know those names, I would encourage you to just go subscribe to them on YouTube and just slowly watch some YouTube stuff on both of them. Ed Milet, M-Y-L-E-T-T, and Tom Bilyeu. I think it's B-I-L-E-U. Um, I'm super inspired by both of them. And Jason Wells, who comes on Thursdays, like I mentioned, he his goal, he was very upfront about it. His goal is to be on Tom Bilyeu's show as a guest. I told him my goal is to have Ed Milet on our show as a guest. Um, here's the thing. I wasn't, didn't think I'd be going this route and getting this sidetracked this early. But it's funny these things where I think we're so close to like put ourselves out there and what we really want. What we really want for this year, this quarter, today, this week, the next five, ten years what we want to be. I have, listen, my closest friend is a coach up in Chicago. And I think I'm certain he listens to the podcast because he was a friend of mine that sent me a message last week that said, all it said was this, George, I'm rooting for you. Always have and always will. Right. I, I, I wonder, listen, now I'm double sidetracked. You, you don't know how small, and it's not how it just intersects me. Those people in your life that you just reach out and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. Uh, you're on my mind. I think you're amazing. Any of that stuff, what that does, what it does for you, what it does for the person receiving it. That was it. My buddy reached out to me and said it. he listened to our podcast about rooting for one another or rooting for someone and said, hey, George, I'm rooting for you. I always have and I always will. Right. I, I, I just think that is just impactful to the person receiving it. And somebody told me this once a week, scroll to the bottom of your text messages. So Jason Wells says this, and I really like it. My contact list is over a thousand deep. I have over a thousand contacts in my phone. Those are people I'm connected with, I guess. Jason says it different. I think he might say those are, no, that's not how he says it. He says, those are your contacts. The people you are connected to probably maybe, the people you're texting. So now go to your text message list. Those are the people you're connected with. See the difference there? So I read this this week or heard it this week or the past couple weeks. Go to your text messages once a week, scroll to the bottom and connect. Scroll to the last person on that list that you haven't reached out to in a while. Send them a message. And the phrase two people seem to use, hey, I would like to, hey, thinking about you, I had a minute here to, that I was thinking about you. Hit me up when you have a minute. Right? That was actually the phrase. Hit me up when you have a minute. Right? But being still being connected to those people that you're tight with, close with, you know, that you don't lose contact with. And I'll tell you right now, listen, this, I've said many times, this podcast is about me. It's essentially about me getting better, being accountable, doing research, studying, uh, you know, getting into other people's content, taking notes and trying to do this stuff that I can be better at this week, today, this quarter, this year, and the next five years and coming up with a plan. I, I don't have this stuff figured out at all, but I'll tell you one thing I, I'm crappy at is staying in touch with people. Right. Luckily, I have some very good for like my buddy in Bellingham, Washington, 
He was my college roommate. He is one of the top five people I've ever met in my life, and I haven't talked to him in 25 years. But until until the past couple months. Like, and I'm not like exaggerating, like he's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And you just lose contact. It's not his fault, my fault, but there's a way. And then he re- reconnected with me really simply because of the podcast. We got reconnected. And, you know, and it's a, a matter of just being aware and keeping those things going uh, and trying to do that sort of stuff. Um, back to Tim, uh, 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 Tom Billion. So he's talking today, and I know I, I got sidetracked there. Um, but he's talking, let me, before I, let me go back now one step. But we get so wrapped up in like what people might think, what our goals are, what people might say. And I know we've talked about this stuff before. Right, I know that we've talked about, um, but listen, Jason Wells says I'm going to be on the T- Tom Billu show one day. It's called Impact Theory. I encourage everybody on, if you have time, sit down and just watch an Impact Theory episode. He's he's that good. It is that inspiring. And Jason sits there and says, you know, what? I'm going to be on that show one day. I don't know how. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. It'll probably be his journey. But I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to meet Tom Bilyeu. I just know it's going to happen. And I'm just going to keep prepping for it. And I told him, hey, I'm going to have Ed Milet on my show. Sometime, I'm going to keep grinding on this. I'm going to keep getting better myself. And I'm going to figure out a way to get connected with Ed Milet. And if you know Ed Milet, listen. If you go to his YouTube channel and watch Ed Milet, he lives in Laguna Beach on the beach overlooking the Pacific Ocean in a crazy house and I'm sitting there going and I know that most of the interviews he does are in his house and so part of me is like hey I just want to get to the, that sucker's house so I can sit in that chair and interview him right um, that would be nice but I don't know how it's going to happen but that's what's wrong with having that goal so some people have goal here's the thing I, the point I'm trying to make Gary V if you've listened to Gary V I'm asking this question what is Gary V's goal? What does he talk about the outcome being more than anything else? If you've listened to him, think. What does he talk about the most? What is his end game for everything he's doing? And it is, he wants to own the New York Jets, the NFL team. Which, given the way that NFL franchises are valued, and being in New York City, and knowing maybe what other team's cost. I mean, is that a five, six, 10 billion with a B billion dollar purchase, right? So his thing is this. Yep. I'm going to buy the jets. Everything I do is geared towards that. And it's the journey and I'm patient and I'm going to grind it and I'm going to find the resources and I'm going to, and it may not ever come up for sale, but that's what I'm working towards. But, but the point of this is, is this is I never doubt that. Not once do I doubt that Gary V, when that team comes up for sale, and it may never, but if it were to come up for sale, I'd be like, it's, it's for sale. There it is. He's going to buy it. Like, I don't doubt that he is going to do it if available. I don't doubt with time that Jason is going to be a guest on the Tom Bilyeu show. I don't question that. I think it's going to happen. Right? I don't, I, I just don't doubt it. But part of me in coming up with huge goals, huge outcomes, 
things I'd like to do. If, if you listening to this, if I said some things that I want to accomplish, you would laugh. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But people that have a track record, people that are grinding it every day. I used to have a player. Uh, I used to have a player. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I almost did. I used to have a player that played for me for three or four years. And all he talked about was being in the NBA. I'm going to be in the NBA. And he laughed. And we all, we all, and I'll throw myself in there. We all goofed on him a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. But it got irritating. He kept talking about it. He kept talking about it. And he never did anything to reach that dream. He never worked in such a manner to, to deserve that dream, that goal, that objective or that outcome or anything. He just didn't work in such a way to deserve it. And so I got tired of it. And I remember snapping at him. If you want to play in the NBA, get your ass in the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. Care about what you eat. Care about your academics. Shoot for two hours after practice. Get better. And then we'll, then we'll support you. Right? I know that sounds bad. You should always kind of be supporting people. But at some point, quote Gary Vee, your ambition, your action better match your ambition. The things you're saying. It better match what you want. Otherwise, I think it just tires people out. So you listen to this. I could have these great goals. I'll tell you right now. I want our company at Polaris Solutions to be the, not to be. We are going to be the premier software, IT, agile coaching, executive coaching company in all of St. Louis. Every, every enterprise level company is going to know about our company and our board, our team of developers, of coaches, of IT consultants. And we're going to like, we're going to run this town as bad. You know, that is not meant to sound bad or arrogant or puppy, but, and you can listen to this and say, and laugh and say, okay. But our actions are matching our ambition. And it's not that far-fetched. And I'm not just saying, yeah, and it's going to happen in St. Louis. Then it's going to be the region. Then it's going to be the, you know, the Midwest. Then it's going to be like four or five cities. Then it's going to be like 10 cities. Then it's going to be from coast to coast. Is it that far-fetched? Well, we better be working at it. Our actions better match our ambition. Otherwise, you're sitting there saying, you're not going to play in the NBA. Right? And I'm tired of listening to it. Right? So it's those things. That, well, how this, what this is, is saying to me as I talk about this is I think Jason's going to end up on the Tom Bilyeu show. Why? Because I think he grinds it every stinking day. I think he's got a great heart. I think he's doing it for the right reasons. I think he's impactful. I think he's got a story to tell. I think his journey's amazing. I think he's selfless, charismatic, everything. And he needs to be on that show. Right. And I also kind of am of the mindset of what can I do to help? I think that Gary Vee is going to own the New York Jets someday. But both of them would say, as we will say, as I'll say for me and what I do at Polaris Solutions where I work. It's not about us being it's not about us, quote unquote, owning St. Louis. Technically, it isn't. It's about who we become by trying to be that how my boss is, how I am to my boss, how we are to our president and CEO, how we are to our existing customers and clients, how we are to uh, future uh, people in our pipeline, how we treat one another, like all that. Who we become as a company, who we become as individuals, who we become as a team, 
That is the journey to get where we eventually are going to be, right? And it's not funny. And it's okay to have these great goals out there because I will say this, and I've said this to all the groups that I've worked with, the people that laugh at you with, for your dreams and your goals and where you're gonna be, the people that laugh at you for those things are the ones that have already quit on their own. The reason that the people might laugh at me when I say, our company's gonna own St. Louis te technically. We're gonna have the best developers, the best IT people, we care the most, we, pro we can problem solve the best, we're blah, 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 whatever it might be. And those people laugh, well, those are the people that have already quit. Those are the people that know they can't do it. So they're trying to bring you down, right? So Tom Bilyeu, I know that's a long side story to Tom Bilyeu, but this, this is what is essentially what I wanted to say about him. On the interview with Tom Bilyeu and Ed Milet, he goes through his journey. I think Ed might ask him one or two questions and then he's off and running telling his story. He grew up in Tacoma, Washington, south of where I grew up outside of Seattle. And he grew up in Tacoma and ended, wanted to be a filmmaker. I'm not going to tell his whole story here. I want to get to the main point. He wanted to become a filmmaker. He was told the place to become a filmmaker is USC, University of Southern California uh, Film School. So that's where he went. Okay. He, he didn't have good grades. He had good enough grades to get into SC, not great grades to get into SC Film School. Okay. And he was told he couldn't get into SC Film School. He got into SC, but he was told he would not be accepted into the film school. Okay, and he said, this is what he said. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is exactly what he said. I got through high school because I was a really good cheater. I knew how to cheat and my best friend was on the autistic spectrum and was the best, smartest person I've ever been around. And we figured out how I could cheat through high school. So I got good grades, but then he made a vow when he got to SC, he would do it all himself. He wouldn't cheat, okay? He eventually met somebody, and I might get the story a little wrong, but the idea, is, the idea is, is what's important here. He got into SC, he's taking classes, he's taking film classes when people told him not to take film classes because he would fail, not get accepted, and not graduate, and it would cost him whatever it costs to go to SC from out of state Tacoma, Washington, right? So he does it anyway. He meets somebody in the film school that counsels him. And he said, hey, in order to get into SC film school as an 18-year-old, we go by your SAT scores. Your SAT scores suck. You need to at least have a 1400 or a 1350, something like that. Your, S your SAT scores suck, so you can't get in. But if you're a junior, I don't care about your SAT scores. I care about how you've performed the last two years in college. So you have to have good grades. So this is what Tom Bilyeu says. Those first two years, I didn't party, I didn't drink, I studied, I studied, I studied, and I prepped, and I took extra classes, and I got essentially a 3.999, and I did it, and I got into film school. Now, I heard that this morning, like at 4.30 a.m., I'm writing this all down, and I was inspired by that, and there's a message in there. There's a message in there that I took away. This is what I take away. Is I just think we can do anything when our why is big enough. That's exactly what I wrote down this morning. 
I have great ambition for this podcast. I'm just being honest with you. Like I have great ambition for this podcast to say I love it is putting it my life. I love this. I, I, I love having guests on more than me just speaking myself. I love, I love it because I get to fill up a notebook. I get to have these great conversations. If you didn't listen to the John Glyke episode from last week where he's a, a CrossFit guy that is taking his life to another level and he's 42 years old and to the point that it's not even halftime of his life yet. That sucker's got more goals and ambitions and what he's going to do with his life on the fitness level and on a professional level and that I just am super admired and inspired by, right? And that's what this podcast is about. The gentleman that I was supposed to have on today, my life is just so, my cup is filled so much by somebody like that, that is sitting there that I have no reason to bitch. And so I love this. So what is my why? How can I get my, I have a big why for this podcast. I also have a big why. We got to get our, our why is big for what we're trying to do in St. Louis with our company. It just is, right? Once your why is big enough, you can do anything. So we have to make our, I personally have to make my why bigger for the podcast, right? So there's no like, hey, this is what this, hey, end of year, this is what we're doing with the podcast. Right, end of year, this is what we're doing in terms of networking and sales and uh, meeting CEOs and meeting people that are decision makers at some of these high big companies. You know why that's important? I'll, this is me. I think that why that is important is because we can make an impact in St. Louis. And we gotta get, uh, find those people that are super passionate about St. Louis and their businesses and have IT problems uh, that we can offer solutions to. Because, because we care, because we can offer great solutions, because we can have an impact with their company, with their team, and with St. Louis. That's just me. So the why's got to be big. The why has to be big. Tom, Tom Bilyeu sat back and said, I'm going to make films. And I am going to get into USC Film School. I need to know what the rules are. You tell me the rules, the criteria, how I'm being evaluated. And I'll come up with a plan, a strategy, either on paper, in my mind, online, whatever it is, to knock it out. You tell me the rules criteria and I'll come up with the strategies that I'll execute every day. So maybe it's, I'm up at 6 a.m. Maybe it's I'm up at 4 a.m. And I'm studying. I'm not gonna drink. I'm not gonna party. I'm gonna figure out Friday nights and Saturdays. I'm gonna, whatever it is, right? How can I get connected to other people in the USC film school? Like that was this whole story. I was super inspired by it because it's all about, we can all do great things. Your why just has to be big enough. Your why has to be big enough, right? And I, I think about how we think about our kids, uh, how we think about our jobs, how we think about our clients, how we think about our community, right? It's all about figuring out and having a big enough why. So anyway, I also, there, I have a ton of things highlighted here from the past week. We haven't really done an episode with just me uh, in a while. And I wanted to make sure to get to some things. We're already at 30 minutes to really get to one point. The one point was I got to make, I've got to, listen, I've said this many times. I, uh, Jason has asked me to uh, offline and maybe a little bit online about writing a book, which I'm not, I'm not suggesting I'm going to write a book. I am not a good writer. Um, I actually had somebody proofread a blog, uh, somebody at our company, 
proofread a blog that I wrote. And at one point in the back and forth in the notes, uh, she and she's a phenomenal, phenomenal person and one of our leaders with our company, one of the better people I've met in my life. And she she is really good with grammar and words and sentence structure and all this sort of stuff, which I'm not. That's why I do a podcast. At one point in the first paragraph, she said, George, I'm not even sure if this is a sentence. Right. Right. So. So. But anyway, Jason asked me, you know, about my interest in writing a book. My brother has written about 25 books. He's written a lot of books. If you go to Amazon and type in Evian, E-V-J-E-N, you will see a lot of books my brother has written. Not one by me. And Jason asked me to write a book. And what I keep kind of coming back to, if I were to write a book, I don't intend to, is the title will kind of be something along these lines. Like, I am you. I am you. Like, I, I'll, all these podcasts and everything I listen to are really centered around Ed Milet and Tim Ferriss and Lewis Howes and Gary Vee and Jocko Willink and these guys that are just crushing it. That, that's all they do. And they're just hammering their life out and they're sitting in Laguna Beach in a $20 million house just enjoying life and running these businesses and doing all that. That is not me. Would that be cool? Absolutely. You know what would be cool? I'd like to have hardwood floors in my house and get rid of my 1986 carpet. Right, like that, that would be cool, right? At some point, the original carpet on a 1986 house has to go. So that would be cool, right? I don't, I'm not even thinking about anything else. So this idea, like I'm grinding it out just like you are. The people that are listening to this, that are driving to the bank, to the insurance company, to the, uh, you know, to Lifetime Fitness and all that, like I'm just trying to figure it out too. I'm trying to figure out the strategies so we can get better. I read, and so, uh, I have a ton of notes here. Like I was saying, I highlighted some things I would like to bring up and I might hit on this stuff quickly. I'm going to get this done by 50 minutes. How's that? One thing is this. I, I was hearing this story about innovation and how we've got to continue to innovate, innovate, innovate as businesses. You better be innovating. You better be figuring out where technology is going. And the examples they are giving are Toys R Us and Blockbuster, right? Those are the ones. Blockbuster, like the, the, the uh, uh, drop some stuff. This is what Gary Vee was talking about with Blockbuster. He said Blockbuster did some research, and this is some of the stuff. I'm not going to get it all. Blockbuster said, no, we're not going to go this other route in terms of technology and streaming and doing what Netflix is doing with burning DVDs and mailing them through the mail. We're not going to do that because people like to buy popcorn on their way out of our stores because they like the feeling. Of, run, of possibly running into their neighbors when they're at a blockbuster, right? So those were some of the things. They like to look at the back of the DVD covers when they come here. And Gary Vee makes a great comment. He was like, you know what I like? Laying in my bed naked, pressing one effing button. That's what I like, right? And the crowd kind of erupts in laughter, right? Blockbuster didn't want to innovate. They didn't want to see where technology was going, where the consumer was going, the ease of use, whatever it is, right? And Netflix, did they innovate? Yeah, I think, I, I don't, listen, I don't know this stuff at the level you do, but I know that they were burning DVDs, right? And that they would mail them out. And then I think what, you mail it back and get another one and you mail it back and get another one. That was kind of the cycle. And then they like, you know what? We need to just start streaming this stuff, right? And bring it through people's internet for $7.99. I have a subscription. 
right? And now I can watch any movie by pressing one button. Didn't innovate. So that, yes, as businesses we do, but how I took this entire story is really looking at me personally and sitting back trying to figure out how I can innovate myself and not get left behind. How do I not become Toys R Us? Me personally. How do I not become Blockbuster? Personally. How can I continue to grow and innovate? You guys know this better than I do. But all I can suggest is, and what I think I might know, is Blockbuster and Toys R Us are sitting around with an ego saying they've got the market cornered and we're going to do this. And Toys R Us is sitting around saying, well, we'll let... Amazon, I think is the story. We'll let Amazon take care of our shipment on some of this stuff instead of ourselves. And then all of a sudden, Amazon's just crushing it. And they're not. And they didn't innovate because they had an ego. Because they thought they had the market. Because they thought they were the smartest people in the room. Because the people that maybe came to them with ideas that suggested, you know what, technology's going this way and our consumer's going this way. And these are the needs of our consumer. And not being open to that and saying, shit, we need to look at this. Like we need to sit down and figure out what 20 to 30 year olds are thinking and how they like to do things and what's that device in their hand. But I'm, my question to me is I wonder how much I think about that as a 45 year old. Personally, like where's my career going? Where's my company going? What are the responsibilities I've had? What am I bad at? What do I need to innovate personally so I can get more responsibilities? How can I connect with more people? I'm going to tell you right now, I think, and I could be, and a lot of this is just me talking where I don't, I don't have notes or anything like this that I'm reading off of unless I'm going over notes from the week, uh, you know, with just ideas, you know, but people are talking a lot more about these soft skills and you go to these conferences where it's about soft skills, about knowing how to connect. Ed Milet this morning, when he was talking with Tim Bilyeu, there was another episode that I was watching that was about 17 minutes long. It was exactly 17 minutes long. This morning. It was the first one I listened to. And I'm going to open it up here to my Monday. Right here. And he talks about the number one skill for all entrepreneurs, leaders, and all that is the ability to influence. The ability to persuade. That is a soft skill. That is, a, that is with your customers with your employees, with your family, like whatever leadership position you're in, Ed Milet feels that the number one skill to have for to run great businesses, to become a great leader is the ability to influence. And he had four points. Be evangel- evangelical about it. Be a true believer about it and just preach it. Evangelize about it every day. And he gives the example of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, and I don't know these stories. I'm taking it for his word on these stories. I've not read anything really about Steve Jobs, his leadership style. I haven't seen the movie or anything, but he was evangelical about it. So much so that he wanted, I think, as his first CEO, the CEO or a C-suite at um, at, at, at a very well-known company. I forget what it was. It wasn't like a master. Uh, it wasn't one of those. I forget what it was. And the guy kept saying, no, no, no. Pepsi. It's like Pepsi or Coke. And the guy kept saying, no, no, no. But he kept, Jobs kept hammering. Left him, a, left him a voicemail message that said, hey, you can keep giving the world sugar water, 
or you can come and change the world. He preached it. He was evangelical about it. He was just after it every single day, and he believed it. He was a true believer in it. The second one was sell a big, bold dream. So selling your dreams that you have fit into what I'm selling, right? So the dreams that you have to the people that I'm leading, the dreams you have for yourself, you can get here. You can get with me. You can get with us. You will accomplish what you want to accomplish by being with us. I'm, I'm persuading you. I'm influencing you. I'm getting you on board. I'm selling exactly what's going on. It has to be, third thing he says is it has to be repetitious. It's old things to new people. It's not new things to old people or any, I, for, I forgot exactly how he phrased it, but this is what he, how he phrased it. It's old things to new people. It's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the culture. It's the coaching point. It's what you, you know, what you, you get what you emphasize. You get what you tolerate, that sort of stuff. It's the same message over and over and over again. It has to be repetitious. He says this, or, and I've said this, and I believe this. Repetition is the mother of skill. Kobe Bryant, in an interview last week that I saw, kept saying, I don't know why all these people that want to be great basketball players are doing all these crazy workouts. With cra like, cra like crazy workouts. If, and I know not everybody's a basketball guy, but instead of just focusing on the core skills, the core fundamentals, and repeat, repeat, repeat. And that guy was 40 some years old, played in the league for 20 or 21 years. And I, what I've read and what I've seen in the videos I've watched, the last couple workouts of his life, his playing career life, was doing the same stuff he was doing probably when he was 12. The same stuff. Bill Walton, who is arguably the best college basketball player of all time, his college coach, John Wooden, who is arguably the best college coach of all time, said Bill Walton never got bored with the basics. You wanna know why he was the best ever? He never was bored with the basics, ever. So that is, you know, just not, you know, just repetition, repetition, repetition of the simple things over and over again. The last thing Ed Milet says is, your influence is the energy. Make them feel it. The people you're selling to, the people you're talking with, the people you're leading, the people in your house, the people in the community, the people who's you're trying to influence and, you know, and persuade you got to have an energy. You've got to, quote unquote, Ed Milet, you've got to make them feel it. Now, I am not the science guy. I, somebody that does listen to this podcast, I think, uh, I don't know exactly everything his wife does, but his wife is involved with plants and uh, she's a PhD with plants. And so if you're listening to this, make sure I get this right. And this could just be a, uh, just kind of a metaphor. But bees will pollinate the flower that has the most energy. So that's from Ed Milet. The bees are going to pollinate the flower that has the most energy. People are attracted to it. People are attracted to things that have juice, that have energy. I got a message last week from somebody. I don't know if it was a compliment or not. He said it was. So however you take this, it might not be. But he said, you have more energy than a box full of monkeys. Right? And I was like, well, I hope that's a compliment. Right? I, I, I have a lot of juice. If you find what you're passionate about... Get after it. Get after it. Okay? So that was the number one thing 
the number one skill is the ability to influence. And how I kind of got on this rant, one, I listened to all that this morning. Two, it had to do with uh, just the soft skills of being able to innovate, to circle back to the whole innovation thing. It's not about being Blockbuster and Toys R Us. It is about us being aware that those companies shut down. And I'm super passionate about what we do and how we do it and the solutions that we provide, me personally, and what we do for our clients. Super passionate about it. Everybody that works for us is super passionate. But we've got to continue to innovate personally. Not as a business. Yes, we do as a business. But we've got to be able to do that individually. So we are on top of our game. So we are getting better. So we can provide better solutions to our customers and clients our families, each other, our company, like all that, okay? Here are some other things that I saw this week. I really liked this. Write the, I would write this down. So again, I used to say that a lot when I, when I used to speak uh, in coaching. Uh, I don't speak as much uh, to coaching where I can sit there and kind of tell people to write things down. But if you're not driving, write this down. You don't see things in life as they are. Okay? You don't see things in life as they are. You see things as you are. You don't see things in life as they are. You see things in life as you are. And I, I, like, I buy into this stuff. It's all about being introspective and thinking about yourself and seeing the responsibilities you want to have at the end of the quarter, end of this year, end of the next five years. right? And if you want something different, then you've got to alter yourself. This is more Ed Milet stuff. You've got to alter who you are. You can't be sitting around saying that's the way it's always been done or this is the way I always am or I can't change or any of that sort of stuff. You've got to sit there and say, people are going to look at the same situation, the same opportunity, the same problem, and people are going to look at that stuff differently. Total difference. So you've got to sit back and think about how you see things. And if you see problems and the other person sees solutions, I would encourage you to change and change you and alter how you see things. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm, I, I don't go too far over. We're at 49 minutes. Uh, and this is the last thing that I'll kind of get into. Uh, this is really just one page. And then I'll get into some other things and we'll wrap things up. Great leaders and great CEOs. Great leaders and great CEOs. This is the quote. You work for everyone else. And having that mindset that you work for them. And I have an episode that we started when we first started the podcast. Uh, you work for or you, uh, you know, people that you work for. I work for that person or you work with that person. What about the mindset of the great leader, the great CEO that is sitting back saying, I work for them. And this is the, the phrase that they, get, they gave. However big your company is, you have 900 kids. If your company is 901 and you're the one that is the leader and the CEO, you've got 900 kids. And do you look at it that way? Do you view it that way? Right? Do you look at it and view it that way? I would have been, I coached college basketball. I was a head coach at a university for one year. And then I got out and got into software. That one year that I was a head coach, actually not any year I was coaching, but definitely as a head coach or a leader. If 
I believe this. If I had my two boys at that time, if I had been a parent, I would have been a much better coach. Right? And I said that to a very successful coach one day, and he looked at me and he's like, that's smart, that's wise. And you're absolutely right. Right? You put those expectations on your kids and want your kids to be great, and you're driven to provide opportunities for your children. You're like your blood children. And you're sitting there trying to do like, hey, can I, what can I do to help you? How can I support you? Where do you need to be? You got to meet this person. You got to do this. You got to do that. Like all that sort of stuff. And then admonishing them when they don't do well. Man, like you can give a better effort. You can do X, Y, and Z. You're like you're not doing this. You're not attentive to this. You're not, you know, you're not serving that person. Your mind's not doing this, this, and this, right? All that sort of stuff, right? The correction, the feedback, the, the love, when to, when, to, when to get after them and when to hug them and say, I love you. All that sort of stuff. Like, I've, I'm not saying I've mastered any of that as a parent. I think I'm pretty damn good at it. Now, I would have been much better coach had I known that stuff. Because I could sit there and say, hey, these 15 kids that play for me every year, those are my kids. And I'm going to start there. One, just like Jason Wells says, those people have to trust me that I have their best interest. My kids... That, and you know, my, uh, you know that I have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I have a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old. I think I called him 8 today. 10-year-old and a 9-year-old. That they're sitting back and they know they can trust me. They know that I love them. They know I have their best interest at heart. And everything I say is to build them up. They know that. Do, do your people know that? And I'm not saying my buddy that's a basketball coach up in Chicago. I'm saying the guy that's just running any sort of team. Do they sit there? So when you challenge them or when you say you can do better, right? Those are your kids. And I would have been a much better coach had I had that experience of being a parent. I think I would have coached better. Okay. So um, listen, I want to I wanna start and uh, end with this. I, I really appreciate it. I want to circle back to the beginning. Super grateful for the direction of the podcast, which is really driven by those that are listening and supporting and providing feedback and liking and sharing because we have doubled in the past week in terms of the numbers I'm seeing online. And I wake up every morning and I do look at them and I'm trying to see who we're impacting. I'm trying to see who's reaching out to us. I'm seeing who wants to be connected. I'm trying to see who we can offer solutions to technically. I'm seeing who we can serve. Who we can serve, who wants to call us up and say, let's grab lunch, let's grab drinks, let's grab coffee, and let me tell you what we're going through in terms of teams, what we're going through in terms of IT and software, what we're going through in terms of releasing and distributing products. I, I, I love it. I love it because we're here to serve, we're here to help, and I'm going to be honest with you. I said this halfway through. Jason Wells is going to end up on the Tom Billu show, and I don't laugh at him because I'm excited to watch it happen because I know it's going to happen. I'm going to have Ed Milet on the show one day, and we're going to talk about business and entrepreneurship, and we're going to talk about teams and leadership and motivation and inspiration. We're going to talk about what he does every day to be successful and how he stays motivated and how he inspires and impacts his community and his people around him. We're going to have that conversation, and nobody's going to laugh at it when it happens. People may snicker. People may laugh, but those are the people that couldn't do it themselves, and it's also going to be like our company is going to be the player in St. Louis and in this community, in this region, in the Midwest, right? And it's okay to say it, it's okay to, and, and because I know 
our ambition, our actions match our ambition and our words. And I'm excited about that. Super excited about it. Um, we are in, it's Monday. I, I, I'm going to say this every week. We're in week four. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I am now on a bender of that this is just a, this is a 13 week or a 12 week book we're writing. 2019, it's four books. This first book is 13 chapters, 12 to 13 chapters with essentially seven pages per chapter. We are now 20 some pages in, okay? We're 21 pages in and we're starting our fourth chapter. And this chapter is gonna be over, bam, like that. And I just, I hope that as you kind of grind out this book and all the blank pages, that one bad day, one bad page, one bad page doesn't wind up being seven. People are gonna get after you. People are gonna challenge you. People are gonna say you're gonna suck. I know I quote Gary Vee a lot and I don't, I can't flip right to the page in my notebook that Gary Vee says this, but I know this is essentially what he says. My life life became a lot better once I realized everybody sucks. That everybody's got problems and everybody's, everybody's struggling and everybody's got some baggage and everybody sucks. And the people that are attacking me, all that, like if once you have that mindset, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm doing this podcast and I, we're going to conquer St. Louis and we're going to be the player in town and I'm going to be on this and do this, right? Everybody. And everybody going to attack me. Everybody sucks. And I'm just going to, this is my life. This is the one life, as Gary Vee says, and I'm just going to hammer it out. I'd rather, this is what he says as well. He used to spend a fair amount of time in nursing homes, old folk home, whatever you want to say, retirement homes, right? The number one thing that he remembers walking out of there from that those people deal with at that age group from 80, 75 to 90 and above, whatever it might be, is regret. And that has impacted me, and I bet you I write it down once a week, regret. And Gary Vee's main thing is I'm not going to be 90 years old in a retirement home regretting anything because I'm going to crush it, and I'm going to wake up every day and hammer it out. Nothing gets him down, he said, because he hasn't had to deal with death. He hasn't had to deal with you know, the loss of anybody close to him. Nor have I, right? And I know people have. I have a friend in Seattle, Washington that lost her 19 or 21-year-old daughter in a car accident in Seattle. And she wakes up every day having to carry that, carry that burden the rest of her life. I get it. I know that we're all kind of dealing with things. But we're in, we're in page 21, chapter 4, 22, and I just hope that you're crushing it. Listen, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, please, I'm on there a fair amount. I'm connecting with people. I'm posting things. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm enjoying meeting people. I'm enjoying lining up guests. And then I'm enjoying talking about the problems people are having and how we as a company or we individually can really get in there and help people and serve people and offer solutions to people. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to it, what is coming. And I'm also grateful for what has happened up to this point. So I'm super excited about it. Listen, it's Monday. Listen, I'm, uh, uh, listen to the rest of the week. We're going to be dropping other episodes. There's no great cadence to the podcast, which is fine. 
I'm just, as we get them, we're rolling them out. We're super excited about it. And then the deal is, is to produce content, 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 and get out there so you know who we are, so you can trust us, so we have a conversation and we can be connected and we can make this region, St. Louis, coast to coast, a better place and a better place uh, for work and everybody can get better. Those that have provided feedback, I really appreciate it. Listen, have a great rest of the week. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, subscribe and share. And with that, I hope you're crushing it. I hope you're crushing it and going to crush it this week. Take care. Have a great week. We'll be right back.